kept around him. Because the people he surrounded himself with weren't people saying, stop, don't put more money in. All of the people around him were telling him, yeah, this seems like a good opportunity. We, we got to do this. We got to try it. Let's pull our resources. Let's see if we can get even more out of this. He was surrounded by other people looking to make fast money. And so because of this, he allowed himself to become influenced by these people to the point that even when this interviewer, who himself is known for exposing financial schemes, this interviewer is breaking it down for him. Look at all of these warning signs. But it didn't matter. This guy already had his influences. He already had his recommendations. I happen to know that the cryptocurrency he was looking at collapsed about a month ago. So if he did invest, it's long gone. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because we always look at these things and we think, well, I wouldn't fall for that. That wouldn't be me. I wouldn't fall into that temptation. I, I wouldn't let myself be in. I'm, I know better than that. You know, I'm up, I'm up here thinking that I'm so clever, you know, personally. Like, sure, of course you should know 10% back isn't realistic, but, you know, when you're in the moment, when you see those things, it's harder to tell. And uh, I actually have a little example for us uh, that I'd like to go through. Uh, we see there, there are people who understand the way these influences work. I actually happen to work in, in uh, a company that does a few different things, marketing included. I guarantee you marketers know how you tick. They know how to push your buttons, and they know how to steer you certain ways. And you know who the best marketers on the planet are? The people who make game shows. Like, it sounds kind of funny, but really, the people who make game shows know how to make a very alluring experience for you and how to bring you in and really get you in on this idea of, I'm going to make some big money. And as an audience, we're usually in on it with them, right? We're usually hoping, man... Deal or no deal, he's down to that last briefcase. I wonder what's going to happen. So I actually have a game for us right now I want to play with you. First, I need someone who can read a set of instructions for us. So just if you're comfortable coming on stage and just reading into a mic, that's all I need. If you need reading glasses, you can. You're good, Brandon? Okay. As I break all of Tim's stuff. You want to just use one of the, uh, the wired mics here? I've got a mic stand for you. You want you're hands-free. I'll give those to you in a second. Because I do not want you reading them ahead, reacting to anything, or doing anything that could tip off my suit, I mean my player. So now, I need someone to play my game with me. And I will tell you right now, you could win money, real money. Not a lie. Who wants to play? Right over here. Okay, come on up. Can you read it like the prices right? You can if you really want to read it like the prices right. It's, I don't think we've met actually. Have you? Shake? Okay, pleasure to meet you. I've got a microphone for you here, so uh, if you'll come right over, just sit on the uh, other side of the board. And. Uh, Anytime you talk, make sure you talk into the microphone because we are streaming, so the people online, if you don't talk into it, they're not going to hear anything you say. So the game is pretty simple. 
I've got a whiteboard set up here, and I've got six letters, A, B, C, D, E, and F. <coughs> Sorry, I don't have water up here. And I'm reading them out to you because right now on the cameras, this will probably be a little hard to make out, even some of you at the back. Usually when I do this, I have this nice virtual board I use. We're short on time today, so we're making do. I've also got these cards right here, Jake. So you see, we've got different colors with different dollar amounts. So $5, 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks. Pretty good, right? In a second, Brandon is gonna read through the instructions. With those instructions, you'll be swapping pieces around and removing them from the board. Whichever one is left last on there, that's the amount that you get to take home. There is a catch. This piece. This card by itself is not worth anything. Thank you so much. If this is the last one that's on the board, you get nothing. But in a way, this is the most valuable piece. Because if at any point this one goes off the board, you keep everything that's left. If it's the first one to go, that's 185 bucks. That's not bad, right? <laughs> now, there's some good news here, Shay. You get to make the choices. You decide where all of the pieces are going to go on this board. You get to decide when you get to swap pieces around. There's some bad news, Shay. You get to make all the decisions, and I'm going to be trying to steer you in a certain way because as much as I'm sure you're a really nice person, I don't want to lose $185. Oh, no, I get that, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get going. Okay. We'll start with the, uh, the little $5 piece here. You can put it on any spot that you would like. Right there on me, okay. We're going to keep going. Uh, here's a $10 one. Why don't you put that on B? Put this on B? No. <laughs> Fine. Don't listen to me. I guess I don't have to swap my piece. <laughs> I like it. Next, we have the uh, $20 piece. There is A, B, D, and F left, and you also have A. Uh, there are one, two, three spaces left. You can pick whichever one. You have complete freedom in this. Back to A. Now, we're down to two pieces, the $100 piece and the $0 piece. We have B and D. So all of you out there, the choice is still going to be yours, but we're going to give you some help. Kay. Yell really loud if you think she should put it on B. How about D? Let's try again, because that might have been a little surprising. Some D? D. Okay, the Ds have it. So, Shay, the question is, are you going to follow the crowd or make your own decision? That's a little hard. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Well, which one that I want, am I putting down? The $100 one. Okay. Classic way of picking. Up on D. So that means that uh, our special piece here is going at B. Now, I'm going to give you a chance. You can look at these, and you might decide that they would look better in a different order. For example, the green piece might look a lot better on F. Mm -hmm. 
Shay, you should really put the green piece on that. To listen to you tell your story, so I'm like, oh, this is this is really intriguing and intriguing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Do you think she should switch them? Yes. 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 Okay. We switched them. Okay. All right. So, uh, are there any others that you'd like to move around? Are you good with how it looks right now? The red wine. It's very <laughs> festive for Fourth of July. Yeah. Look at that. I didn't even know we did that. <laughs> You're like eight that. steps ahead of me already. I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right. So we're locked in, and now that we're locked in, I have got my instructions here. Oh, they are sealed. <laughs> yes, I already know what they are because I wrote them. Secrets that no one was asking. Well, I chose, like, the best envelopes, at least. You know that they're secure. <laughs> that could have helped. <laughs> All right. Should be two pieces? Okay. Now, Brandon, you're going to be reading through those one at a time for us. When you read through it, I want you to read the number of the step and what the action next to it is. Don't move forward unless we tell you to. Try not to read ahead. I do not want your reaction to help her out at all. Most importantly, make sure you read them into the microphone so everyone can actually hear where you're going. So, Shay, everything comes down to how you've arranged them. Okay. Let's see what happens. Brandon, get us started. All right. Step one, switch the red and gold cards. Step two, switch the white and green cards. What's next? Step three, remove the card at C. And there it goes. So you can give me that one. That one is out. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that was, I'm sure you didn't say F. Pretty sure you didn't say F. Brandon, what is the next step? Step four, switch the white card with any connected space. Now, important, when we say connected, that means we have two spaces touching. So in this case, you've got E, and because this is in the corner, you can also swap with the opposite corner. So you can swap it with A or E. Oh. It's your choice. Um, now, C is gone. It's, it's been eliminated. Okay. Um. Ooh. Ready for the next one? Step five, remove the card at D. Ooh, 50 bucks. <laughs> We're gone. What's next? Step six, switch the white card with any connected space. So you've got F and B. Swapping those green, the green one again. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> one stay in there. Step seven, remove the card at D. Remember the beginning when I told you that I should have put this one down? Yeah. Sorry about that. Ready? All right. Um, what are we on? 
Step eight, okay? Switch the white card with any connected space. That's A. Yeah, because the other connected spaces are empty now, so swap okay. A and B. So I can't swap that one? No, they're not connected. Okay, okay. See, I'm thinking I'm not going to remember that one. <laughs> now let's stop. Let's pause, because we're about to get to the last set here. And you could keep going. I could. And you could hope that you've made the right decision so far, because you've got... Either 120 bucks, 100 bucks, 20 bucks, or nothing. Those are your only outcomes right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you another outcome. Okay. You could forget all of this and take whatever's in the mystery envelope. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> We have production <laughs> value today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, the mystery okay. envelope is just like the name sounds. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what's in there. It could be money. It could be a gift card be a picture of my children. I do love my children. That is pretty nice. Or it could be absolutely nothing. Okay. So the question is, do you want to go with this or take a chance on the mystery envelope? What do you guys think? Everyone shout out. What do you think she should do? Stay? Uh, I don't know, man. Sadistic, isn't it? Stay? Get, take, I can't see over there. Take a chance. We're going to take a chance. No! <laughs> Brandon, step nine. Step nine. Remove the card at B. Oh. I hate you so much. <laughs> Not really. I love you. I'm sorry. Keep going, Brandon. Step ten. Pick up the card at F. Oh, you're mean. So mean. I need college money, dude. <laughs> What's next, Brandon? What do we got? Step 11, smile and hold it high above your head. <laughs> Step 12, now give it to Chris and you can keep whatever's left. Oh, thank you. Thank you now. so much. Uh, this, this hold on there. I'm taking this home. You are the proud owner of a piece of felt. Treasure it always. I will. I am not as cool as most of the game shows out there. You still get the mystery oh. envelope. It's not a ton, but it's something. Oh, anything is anything. Oh. <laughs> All right. Shay, thank you. So everyone, a hand for Shay. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you. And a hand for Brandon. Thanks so much, Brandon, for helping us out. So I don't know if anyone out there was kind of tracking and following along and, and thinking about what their own decisions would be. Just curious, if anyone was following along, would someone have gotten something off the board? Anyone of you made money? I promise you, if some of you were tracking, people could have made money off there. I wasn't lying about that. There is a, possi a possible way to make money, but I wasn't going to let it happen. <laughs> and even if you think, if you were up there, oh, I would have made different choices, you know, I would have gone with B or D or whatever else, there's something different when you're on stage up here because there's a lot of stuff going on around you. You know, there's a reason the music started when we had that mystery envelope come out because that made things even more stressful on poor Shay over here. Shay, are you on stage very often? Okay, I, did, I didn't think so. And that adds another level, no offense, but that adds another level here because you can tell when someone's used to being on stage, 
you know, Randy, if I brought you up here, I bet this wouldn't have worked out so well for me. Because you have a level of comfort on stage that other people don't. And because of that, when you're up here, you're not used to it. The lights are on you. People are shouting at you and yelling at you. And you've got all sorts of other craziness going on. You're trying to figure out direction. You're trying to figure out where should I go? What should I do? And then you have some jerk on stage with you telling you to do things like, hey, put it on B. By the way, that would have worked out really well for me for that. But you see, that's the thing is when we don't know what to do, we have these outside influences. Sometimes they're positive, encouraging you to something. Sometimes they're negative. They're holding you back. It's, I've talked about this before when I've been on stage, how when you act in fear, you're kind of frozen, you're kind of collapsed. And, you know, when you're afraid, hey, this guy might be trying to mess with me, maybe he's not helping me, that will keep you from acting in your own good. In fact, every piece of advice I was kind of nudging towards was something that would have helped in some way. But without fail, people don't take my advice when I'm up here, right? Because we're afraid. So um, for the rest of the, the message here, I want to talk about a few things. And um, my apologies if sometimes this is a little rambly or out of order. I've literally <laughs> put this together in three hours. But I'm sure we can make some sense out of it together if we really try. The, the way this applies in real life is when we're being bombarded by all of this stuff from the world. Uh, if you've been on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. There's a reason I don't go on Facebook anymore. If you've been on any social media, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Things are coming in at you from every direction. And it's very difficult to figure out which direction is the one to go in. And this is when we start to fall back on ourselves, fall back on our own understandings, and that's when we open ourselves up to temptation and open ourselves up to negative influence. I'll give a couple of examples here. Um, psychologists, did you know that for psychologists, especially criminal psychologists, it's actually kind of a rough job because you're listening to all of this baggage from people. And for criminal and forensic psychologists, they're talking to serial killers, mass murderers, you know, people who have done horrible things to children, and they're having to be like their sounding board. They're having to be their shoulder to lean on. Uh, you know, there was a study that came out a couple of years ago. 29%, 29% of psychologists have felt suicidal as a result of some of their sessions. 4% actually made an attempt after this. There's a few very uh, famous cases of detectives who have taken down serial killers and within the, a couple of years after solving the case have taken their own lives because they couldn't deal with what they were being shown, these, these things they were exposed to. And it's the influence of their patients that, that is doing this to them. I have my own experience here, just to bring it down to a more, you know, I guess, regular level. Um, growing up, my dad smoked, and I, like, hated smoking. I hated when he would come in with the smell of cigarettes and there was one time when I was like uh, four, uh, and I, I think he, he accidentally um, uh, had ash and a little bit of hot ash got on my legs, um, and all these circumstances, and even going all the way up through high school and early college, I was telling people, no, there's no way that I'm ever going to smoke. Well, cue my early 20s, and I'm hanging out with my friends in bars. You know, just about every Friday and Saturday night, we're going to the same place out in Addison. All of them around the, the table, just smoking the whole time. 
What do you think happened after about four months? Hey, okay, give me one of those, right? I'll just try one just to see what it's like. And I was trying them for eight years, right? Um, it's amazing how, how much we'll give up, we'll compromise when we have that around us. Because I had my friends there. My friends are doing this. They're enjoying themselves. They're having a good time. It looks like it's enjoyable to them. Why wouldn't I try it? I trust my friends, right? And that's what happened. And, you know, the ultimate, um, the ultimate experience with temptation uh, is in the Bible. You probably know where I'm going with this, and this is the temptation of Jesus when he's out in the desert. And I'm just going to read through it real fast because I'm sure most of us are pretty familiar with that story. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus told him, No, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone. I don't know about you, but if I had a bread button, I would have bread a lot more often than I do right now. Especially if I've gone 40 days without eating. But Jesus, he falls back on his understanding of the scripture. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you worship me. The scriptures say you must worship the, the Lord your God and serve him only, Jesus replied. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt a f your foot on one of the stones. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. And there's two important takeaways and again, I'm going to just go through this quick because I'm sure you've heard this kind of message before. Number one, Jesus was relying on the word. He was relying on what he knew from God and what he knew to be the truth. And that's the real key here is the truth. We'll be talking about that uh, in just a second. The second key is that very last verse, verse 13, when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. We're talking about Jesus here, son of God right? Part of the Trinity, but he was constantly tempted, just like we are. The devil didn't go away and be like, ah, Jesus has banished me. I'm done. No, he, he was like, fine, I'll be back later. And that's exactly what happens to us. So one of the things we can learn about this is the fact that we need to know what the truth is. And what is the truth? The word, right? The word of God is the truth. And so in order to be able to avoid these outside influences, in order to be able to pull in, be pulled into these temptations or not be pulled into these temptations, you need to know the word. For years, I was so stubborn about this. See, I grew up with a walking Bible dictionary. And so I could tell you all about what was in the Bible. Like, I knew the stories. I knew the verses. I knew the really obscure stories that were in there. I knew the things that the letter said, but I never actually read it for myself. And for years, I was just like, ah, I don't need to. I already know what's in there. And uh, that did not serve me well. Um, throughout college, throughout high school, I had a lot of temptations that I knew nothing to fall back on. 
when I started actually getting into the word myself, I realized just how incredibly different it is to have your own understanding rather than relying on someone else's understanding. So the big takeaway here is if you're not in the word, you need to get into the word. The other thing that we need uh, is accountability partners, right? We need people who we can be sounding board, or who can be sounding board for us. Remember the guy who lost all that money earlier? If he had some trusted friends around him telling him, dude, you're gonna lose money again, instead of being surrounded by these bozos saying, yeah, you can make quick money, he would have made a different decision. And accountability partners, just to, to clear this up, when we say accountability partners, what we mean are people who are, who are on the walk with Jesus, with you, um, people where you're, you can just reach out and say, hey, I've been feeling tempted lately. And they're not necessarily there for advice. They're not necessarily there to tell you what to do, but they're there to help you be accountable, literally, to tell someone else, this is what's happening, this is what I've done. And then you do the same thing for them. And there's a level of trust that's in there. And what, what's interesting is over time with these accountability partners, you'll find that you start avoiding certain things and certain behaviors because you know, I don't want to have to tell my team that I've messed up again. I don't want to have to tell them that I slipped back again. If anything, if I'm failing on, from myself, at least I have other people I know to lean on and other people that I want, um, that I want to stay accountable to. The other thing that's incredibly important to make sure that you're avoiding these temptations and to keep you in check is to find a mentor. So when we say mentor, I mean someone who has a measure of success in their life, uh, in the areas that you struggle in, someone that you can turn to. This is where we get more from having your teammates, right, to having your coach. And there's two places you can find both accountability partners and mentors, or a place that you can find both accountability partners and mentors, and that's going to be in your small groups. Those are the best places to go. So this is getting back to the message we always have here. If you're not in a small group, get in a small group. These are the people that you can turn to, and this is a great place to find a mentor or to at least be pointed in the right direction for that. Now, when it comes to mentorship, you know, in, in Celebrate Recovery, which most of you know I do work there, we would call this sponsorship. In the Bible, they use the word discipleship a little bit more, but this is a biblical model. You should have someone who's ahead of you that you can look up to, that you can ask questions of. There's a reason why Jesus had his 12 disciples. That was so he could mentor them before they went out into the world. But ultimately, with all of the resources available to you, it's still up to you to decide what you're letting into your life. You still make the decision what media you're going to be consuming. You still make the decision of who you're going to be listening to. And there's a, there, there's a precedent for this in the Bible, because I was saying earlier again, how could this guy have fallen for these scams so many times? First uh, Corinthians 10:12. Uh, it says, "If you think you're standing strong, be careful that you don't fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. The reason it says that is so often what we like to do is like, oh, well, I just had all of this other stuff going on. You know, there's no way I could have resisted. This is the Bible saying, no, your temptations are the same as the, the people who did resist as well. God is faithful. He will not allow you that allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. 
And again, the way we know the way out is through the word and through our relationship with Christ. And the quickest sounding board I can think of for this is remembering the greatest two commandments. Right? The, oftentimes we'll look at the verse in Matthew where Jesus brings this up. I'm actually going to go to Mark 12 for this one. This is in Mark 12, 28. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Now, this is the part we don't always talk about. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said. You've spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So if you know about Jesus and his relationship with the Pharisees, that was like a downright compliment right there when he said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And here's what the teacher of the law got here. Uh, it's in this last line, you know, all the, the two commandments are more important to offer uh, than uh, more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. See, the Pharisee didn't quite get the whole picture. He didn't quite get that Jesus was the answer, right? He wasn't there yet. But he did understand that going through the motions, working through the law, isn't really what God's looking for. God is looking for this concept of love. Now, interestingly, the way we show our love to God through all our heart, soul, and mind is through obeying his word, Right? Plain and simple. It's accepting him as our savior and making an effort to obey, to obey his law. But that's also why the second one comes in. And that's why um, when they ask him what's the most important commandment, Jesus offers two, right? Because these have to go together. And that second commandment, it's to love your neighbor as yourself. And there's, there's a major reason for that because sometimes we get too caught up in the law, Right? And we're, we're doing everything exactly by the book, the way that God says. But then we start to create conflict with the other people around us, right? And this is where things get a little tricky. Um, you know, for the sake of time here, I'm not going to go through, uh, through all of this. Uh, but in Romans 14, uh, it's pretty clear that we should accept other believers who are weak in faith. Don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything shouldn't look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods shouldn't condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. And it's that last line, for God has accepted them, that's going to be really important here. And again, I just bring this up because I don't want you to feel like my message today is hunker down, follow the law, and do nothing else, right? you still need to take into account the people who are around you. And yes, before someone goes and tells Mike, hey, Chris said we can do anything. I am not saying that. You should make that effort to follow the law. Remember which of the two is the most important. But remember your neighbor as you're going through this. The big takeaway I want everyone to have here is that you are as susceptible to temptation as anyone else. 
you may be aware of that, or you might be thinking you're in a really good spot. And if you're in that good spot, remember, be careful not to fall. And that's all I have today. Um, we're going to be taking up our offering next. We already did offering. Communion. We're not doing offering before communion. Okay. We're, we are going to be doing communion then today. I told you, we're still working out the bugs. We're getting there slowly but surely. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, if I could have those who are going to take up communion come up forward, please. So um, let me kind of set the scene for the Lord's Supper here. Uh, Jesus had, was traveled to Jerusalem knowing that he was going to be captured, persecuted, wrongfully accused, sentenced to a horrible death on a cross. Now, even though he knew this, he meets together with his 12 disciples, right, for to celebrate the Passover. Now, the Passover was a very important meal, right? The Passover was celebrating the, the Israelites being released from bondage in Egypt, right? And they celebrated the Passover meal um, that night. Jesus had given them instructions. He had told them to take and put blood of the lamb on the doorpost, okay? And he did that so that the angel of death would pass their houses by and not take their firstborn in the house, right? So after this miracle that happened that, that night, right, the, the, the Israelites were freed from Egypt. They were freed from the bondage of Egypt, right? Now, Jesus, he's celebrating this meal with them, right? And um, he, um, sorry, get my notes here. He's celebrating a new meal with them. Jesus has given them instructions for a new celebration, a new covenant. This was, a remind, uh, this was to remember the greatest sacrifice of all, Jesus' death on the cross, so that our sins could be forgiven. We would be released from bondage of sin now, right? And it can be easy to get kind of um, take the Lord's Supper for granted, right? It's just something we go through, right? A motion that we go through is something we've all done, right? But we need to be careful of that, right? Uh, this happened uh, to the Corinthians, uh, and Paul kind of had to get onto them a little bit because it had become kind of a common play for them, and they just became a big meal. And some of them, not for all of them, but some of them. And Paul kind of had to reemphasize the importance of this meal, what it meant, right? So to take it seriously, and he made it clear on that. So right now, uh, in a moment, we're going to take up these elements, and what I'd like you to do as you come up to take these elements, I'd like you to truly reflect on what Jesus has done for you in your life and all of us, right? Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that we'd be, um, that whoever believes in him would not perish and have everlasting life. We need to remember that Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice, and that's what this meal is about, right? The, the Lord's Supper is to remember what Jesus did for us, okay? So hold on just a second. So if you will come up now for the uh, communion and take it and go back to your seat and then we'll have the communion all together, okay?
of the Lord Jesus, he took some bread and he broke it into pieces and he gave it uh, to his disciples. And he told them, eat this. And remember, this is my body. Remember it. In the same way, he took a cup of wine after the supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, and his agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Jesus, we thank you so much for the sacrifices you made. You came down from heaven to earth. You lived as a man. God is man on earth, Lord. You suffered all sorts of things. And at the end, you suffered some just horrible beatings and death on the cross of a criminal when you weren't a criminal, Lord. But the great news is you rose on that third day. And you allowed us to be sin-free, Lord. We accept you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you for that. And thank you for helping us to remember this through this celebration of the Lord's Supper. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. does come up to do the offering. All right. And Sarah passing out the uh, uh, offering baskets. I'm going to go over today's announcements. First, let's, uh, let's pray for the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just uh, thank you for allowing us to be here today <coughs> and uh, this day before Independence Day and uh, the freedom that you have granted us in this country to come gather and, and worship you, Lord, and just have that, that freedom that uh, many countries do not have, Lord. I thank you for that and just uh, bless the offering today as we take it up. Amen. All right. Announcements. <coughs> Let's see. Who wants to be a VIP? You will receive these benefits. Private music events, reserved seating, backstage access, free Wi-Fi. Join the church tech team today and see Tim Larson or Kevin Specht for more info. All right. Uh, men's breakfast, Saturday, July 9th at 8 a.m. here in the fellowship hall. Uh, contact Hector Leal. Uh, it's good stuff. Come hang out. Get fed for free. First Monday prayer has been moved to July 7th due to the holiday. Or July 11th, I'm sorry. July 11th at 7 p.m. Uh, women's ministry movie night. Tuesday, July 19th, where the crawdads sing. Uh, theater and price still yet to be determined. Uh, there's no contact on that. Vacation Bible School is coming up July 25th through 29th, uh, 6.30 to 9. Uh, they still need some uh, donations, uh, such as duct tape, scotch tape, wicker baskets, cardboard cover, simple pattern, fabric sheets, etc. See Libby or Amy, and they can point you in the right direction. Uh, we still need a games leader and assistant. Uh, they need to be 18 or older to volunteer for this position. So if you can do that, uh, please see Amy or Libby as well. And uh, don't forget, sign your kids up. For some reason, we're always the, the 
the members are always the last to sign their kids up. So get them in there early. There is a QR code in your bulletin. All you have to do is scan your, that with your phone. Uh, Hutchins Kairos Weekend is uh, coming up, weekend number 30. That's the uh, August 18th through the 21st. Uh, some of the things you can do to support that, you can pray, uh, you can donate, uh, you can come to the closing, and you can be on the team. Uh, contact Randy Thompson to do that. And uh, if we could have all of the youth come up, they're going to be going to camp Tuesday through Saturday. So come on down, youth. If I could get the youth leaders. And the elders, please. And we're going to pray over these, these youngins real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this group of young people and their desire to learn more about you. Lord, I just ask that you watch over, guide them, give them a safe journey to and from, and just uh, be with the leaders as well, and uh, keep them all safe. Let them have a bunch of fun and learn more about you, Lord, and uh, may their, their love for you be infectious and spread. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Benevolence. After uh, communion, we take up a benevolence. This is above and beyond your tithes, uh, and it goes to help those in need. So if you can contribute that, Bob's got the basket in the front, and I think there's another basket in the back. All right. Thank you all. Have a uh, happy Independence Day. Brandy? No? Uh, I thought you were telling me one more thing. And uh, <laughs> you're dismissed. found a photo of a young girl you It's funny how smiling can hide what's underneath Sometimes I wish I could go back and help So this is what I say in a note to myself Hey there lonely boy Don't you worry about the future Lord knows you're gonna get there Just keep taking it day by day There's gonna be some heartbreak You're gonna make some bad mistakes But God still got you even when it don't feel that way Oh, God still got you so you're gonna be okay Always reaching, always trying to measure up Asking you.